You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, avenging its way to you from the 21st of June, 2020. Cue Nick and Benji! Nick Briggs here, and it's all pretty crazy in 1960s this week with The Avengers, Steed and Mrs. Peel, Volume 4, out this week. I'm Benji Clifford, and yes, we will be going behind the scenes with Steed and Mrs. Peel and talking to director Samuel Clemens, son of the late great Avengers producer himself, Brian Clemens. Sound designer Steve Foxham will also be taking us through how he creates all those top secret noises. As you may know, Big Finish Productions produces all sorts of fab audio drama and audiobooks, loads of Doctor Who naturally. Just go to bigfinish.com to check us out. Very soon we'll be looking at reviews for Time Slip, The Age of the Death Lottery, our highly acclaimed continuation of much-loved original 1970s TV series. Very exciting. We'll also Mm. be delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And on top of that, we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release oh, a 25 percent discount on a randomly selected big finish release i know love it's you amazing say? it's amazing <laughs> our featured release this week is the war master hearts of darkness starring sir derek jacoby as the master with paul mcgann as you know who the doctor Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then we round everything off with a free 15 minute drama tease of the avengers comic strip adaptations volume 4 listen here by robert khan and tom Selinsky. Well, I suppose now it's it's time for the look at the latest reviews, isn't it? I think. I mean, I'd be a damn shame if yeah, we didn't. I would say so. Yes. This week, as promised last week, we'll be looking at Time Slip: The Age of the Death Lottery. Hello, Simon. Liz, the barrier has appeared again. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Time Slip. The Age of the Death Lottery. A bubble of time. A bubble that drifts outside of the rules of normal physics across other time phases. What's that? I was heading for the steps when I bumped into it. People might even find themselves caught inside one of these bubbles. It's like a wall. An invisible wall. A doorway in whatever barrier exists between the two. And that sound. Sam, why can't we see him? Maybe it's an optical illusion. We're in 2020. You came through the time barrier. From what time? We're from 1982. The barrier has opened again. I'm going through. Me too. Come on, Jade. Let's go. Liz, we're in the year 2042. It seems so. What are those? Stun muscles. For the last time, state your numbers. Everyone has numbers. We don't. I find that hard to believe. It's the death lottery. If your number's drawn, you die. And now, to present this exceptional 166th death lottery, your Minister of Enforcement. It can't be. What is it? I'd like to know why it's reappeared now. The barrier being in another time phase. After so many years, we know almost nothing about it. And at times it seemed the rules for how it affected us in these other times were changeable. Ah! Oh, my head! Oh, no! Ah! Liz! No, wait. Where are you taking me? Say something! I just want to get back to 1982, where there aren't thugs in uniforms with electric truncheons. You asked for it! (laughs) I'm really puzzled by you lot. I've still no idea where you came from or why you had no numbers. We're time (laughs) travellers. That's very funny. I appreciate it sounds fantastic, but at the Ministry of Forward Development, we need open minds to do our job. Chief! Come back! Well, here we go again!
Big Finish. We love stories. You know the drill, folks. Just go to bigfinish.com and type time slip. That's that's right. that's all one word into right. the search pane. You know, the little right. round thing at the top, and feast your ears. Oh, right. First right. up, glamadelaide.com.au. Uh, that's a funky Australian ending, there, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Says this is a punchy and fast-paced script that never lets up. And for people unacquainted with the original series, there is no disadvantage in the lack of knowledge of the original show. Uh-huh. It is a script that does not deal with fantasy elements that can be easily dismissed, but rather like all good dystopian fiction, paints a bleak picture of our future that could genuinely happen if we're not careful. Uh-oh. Helen Goldwyn is to be commended for her outstanding direction of the story, Always. and Jamie Robertson's sound and music design is of the absolute highest quality. Oh, amazing. Two great people there, Helen and Jamie. Absolutely. Setthetape.com says Banks and Burfield, who play the two leading parts, still work beautifully together after all this time. And it's fascinating to hear them as adults in a mentoring role to the youngsters who find themselves in the place which Simon and Liz, the original characters, once occupied. Sutton, that's Sarah Sutton, is an experienced hand when it comes to the big finished audios. Having reprised her role as Nyssa in Doctor Who for over two decades, it's nice to hear her being given the chance to flex her acting chops in this new part. <laughs> don't know why I did that. It's got a bit weird. It's certainly a promising start to Big Finish's newest audio adaptation and definitely bodes well for the next tale. Roll on the war that never was. Well, over to the Twitter sphere, that round <laughs> tweety sphere. Uh, Wildtime467989 says, At Big Finish, amazing stuff. That time slip hasn't been rebooted yet is a massive oversight. Indeed. Come on, ITV, give it another shot. Well, we already have. At CID Shadow Fox 13, interesting. At Big Finish, just finished listening to Time Slip and I loved it. Definitely chock full of adventure. Chock, chock, chock. Rob Cope says, have to say I thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes of Big Finish Time Slip Reboot. Can't wait to find the anomaly in the fence again tonight. As Ooh. usual, Andrew Smith nails it. He's very good with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good DIY At, man. He is DIY man. At Ghostwriter Not just finished listening to hashtag time slip at big finish fantastic have been waiting a long time for this jadeed 464 says big finish thank you so much for time slip plow through it today and have stopped at the last episode like a good book i don't want to get to the end brilliant stuff from all involved Oh yeah, I know that feeling when you yeah you just think oh I'm going to miss all these characters. At Ploppy Le Chien says hashtag time slip age of the death lottery by Andrew Smith. Intelligent, thought provoking SF perfectly recreates the feel of the original TV series, but adds that big finish sparkle, superb sound design, and a top class top class cast wonderfully directed by helen goldwyn 10 out of 10 interesting use of no punctuation in that tweet but a, a quite a funky little squiggly at which i always like oh yeah oh, that's a good that's a good yeah, bit of but good i bit. understood it perfectly because ploppy le chien used capital letters for the beginning of each sentence but mm. without putting a full stop before but still understood it i think i think that's the way punctuation is going to go don't you maybe in, in the bin <laughs> in in the bin um, Stephen O'Brien says, Well done, Big Finish, for your marvellous update of Time Slip. Just finished the first set, a really involving story, which is faithful to the original series, but turns it into something new at the same time. Smiley face. Well, that's a beautiful review. That's what we tried to do, and it's great that you know, the whole team has succeeded there. At Justin B. Quinnick. Okay, so time slip. The Age of the Death Lottery is excellent, excellent work from the amazing at Big Finish team. Engaging, well-paced story and talented. Very delightful to listen to cast. Put me down for June's continuation. I can't wait for some more excellent stories. And there'll be more reviews next week at the Big Finish podcast when we take a little stroll down Paternoster Road. Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with the Avengers. But shall I tell you an interesting thing about the Avengers and Big Finish? Go on, yes, please. Well, 
ages before we actually got round it because we we ended up getting the rights because um canal studio canal got us in to talk about possibly doing some extras for a blu-ray release of the uh dalek movies did you know that no oh. and uh and it didn't happen it didn't happen because oh. they, you know because they were about to release them we said well we kind of need about six months to make something and they went oh and i said but we have been looking at your back catalogue and you own the avengers and they went oh yeah and i said well then huge conversation went on for a few months and we ended up with the rights which was lovely um but some years before john ainsworth who produces and directs for big finish um he came to me with the idea it may have even been before i was exec producer and creative director he that he had an idea that we should do the avengers which i thought was a really good idea but he said look and the way and the way he was trying to convince me to do it he'd put to me the casting all right here's the casting he wanted me to play steed <laughs> I thought, oh, yes, I, mean, yeah, I, I can do that. that. And Nicola Bryant to play Mrs. Peel. Okay, I can see. Wouldn't that been interesting? It, he said, yeah. you know, and it'll appeal to Doctor Who fans, and, you know, Nicola will be brilliant in the role. Just imagine we could have had the Avengers with me and Nicola working Completely together. That would have been vibe. fun. Yeah, it would have been really yeah. fun. I would have insisted on wearing the cat suit, though. Well, of course. I mean, only you could pull it off, quite frankly. Nobody yeah. else could. Well, quite, I could the only one who could reach the zip <laughs> to pull it off. And Nicola would be fantastic in a bowler hat, I feel. Well, there you go. I, I just want a one-off now. A one-off special release of that. The campaign starts here. The campaign here. begins. It begins. <laughs> right then, well, I suppose it's time to take uh, take us for a spin for our feature release, which is oh, yeah. uh, The Warmaster, Heart of Darkness. <laughs> Recruited by the Celestial Intervention Agency to track down his oldest enemy, the Master, finds himself thrown into a mission that will take him into deepest Dalek territory. Abandoned on the planet Redemption, he assembles a crew and acquires a ship. The journey that follows is certain to test them all, and not everyone will survive. But space pirates and living corpses are the least of their worries. Blimey, things are tough if they're the least of your worries. <laughs> their biggest threat remains at large. A Time Lord who likes to call himself the Doctor. And indigestion. That's another big threat. <laughs> it's a terrible threat. Here's the trailer. Your mission is straightforward. Find the Doctor. Stop the Doctor. And, if necessary, kill the Doctor. From Big Finish Productions, The War Master, Hearts of Darkness. So, <clears throat> what'll it be? I'm going to the Lehar system. Whoa, no, no one goes to Lehar. If anyone can get you there and back, it's me. How did you get aboard my ship? I was kidnapped. And this is how you show your gratitude by stealing. I ain't never thieved nobody. I'd rather die. Right. Well, if you insist. <laughs> Destruction can be so much more thrilling than creation, don't you think? My city is burning. Yeah, and it's doing it beautifully. Look at the colors. That's Madame Elder. But who's she with? An old friend of mine. Where are they going? They're not going. They're coming here to the castle. Whatever you're doing here, whatever you're planning to do, it ends tonight. Is that so? Big Finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type in Heart of Darkness and put that in a little search pane at the... Other thing at the top. Sort of, you know, oh, sort of okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, but you could even type in The War Master if you want. Oh, yeah. You know, that will that'll show a whole host of brilliant stuff. Heart of Darkness features four exciting adventures. Uh, the Edge of Redemption by David Llewellyn. The Scaramancer by Lisa McMullen. The Castle of Kurnos Five by David Llewellyn. The Cognition Shift by Lisa McMullen. It's out in October, but it's available for pre-order right now! You heard that order there, but Nick, do, 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 you, know, do you know what it's time for? Um, why Benji? It's listeners' emails. Oh, 
love it when I hear that. That wah 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 at the end always always helps. Well, you know the drill. If you want to email in, it's so, so simple. All you have to do is send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. It'll okay. arrive in our little letterbox and uh, we'll sort through and uh, pluck one out and have a read. And we've got one right yeah. now from Talon <gasps> Schultz. Hi, Nick and Benji. I have just finished listening to The Legacy of Time that uh-huh. I finally was able to get round to. I love the last part, Collision Course. All the Doctors from The Legacy joining together was great. It is by far one of my favourite multi-Doctor stories. Mm. Speaking of which, I just pre-ordered all three Out of Time adventures, and I'm wondering, could you tell us any details on Volumes 2 and 3? Even a release date would suffice. Thanks for all the great audios you do. Talon Schultz, sent from my iPhone. What, your iPhone? I didn't think you had one. No, I don't. No, no, I, I don't. I have a typewriter. Um, well, uh, I, I can't tell you anything. Sorry about that, Talon, because um, the essence of marketing is to make sure uh, that you're in control of the message. So, you know, we like to work out exactly when the news is coming out and by which means, you know, maybe through another website who will refer people to us or something like that, because then that gives us maximum impact and makes sure that uh, more people will buy the release. So really sorry not to be able to tell you anything just now. I, I'm just trying to think of any sneaky thing I could tell you. I can't really tell you. As I don't know, I think uh, Peter Davison and Colin Baker are involved. I think you already know that, though, do you? Do you? I don't know whether that's a scoop. Anyway, there you go. Um, hush my mouth. We'll just see how many people listen to the podcast and notice that bit of news. Here's <laughs> one from Dwayne Bunny. Now, I know Dwayne, but now I find myself horribly unsure about pronouncing his surname. Did I get that right, Dwayne? I don't know. Is it Bunay or I don't know. day, Nick and Benji, he says, I have a bad habit. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my inability to refuse to purchase anything new that Big Finish produces. That's not a bad habit. But I'm getting old and my memory is old. shut. Old is old, Dwayne. Salme, Salme, This has one major benefit, says Dwayne. Every time I listen to a box set, I can go back any time and listen to it again like it's new and enjoy it all over again. I love that. However, with box sets that have an ongoing arc, e.g. Time War, Dark Eyes, etc., I forget what has happened in the last set, particularly if it's six months since the previous release and I have fed on a steady diet of other Big Finish releases in the meantime. Would you consider putting short recaps of previous box sets on new releases so that the memory challenge like myself can easily rejoin the ongoing adventure, e.g. the recap of Neverland on Zagreus, which yeah w- went on for about three days, I seem to remember. <laughs> um, all the best, guys. Dwayne. Well, Dwayne, um, I think... Here's the sad answer to that question. It's just a matter of um, manpower, really, um, in terms of working out... Uh, actually, recaps are really difficult to do because it's quite difficult if you're really close to a production to work out the vital things you need to tell someone don't you think benji i think yeah absolutely and also could i just add as well um talk about manpower as well the way the big finish works with sort of different sound designers you can often find that the sound designer who'd worked on a previous box set might not be working on the current one so then it's like they've got you've got to rely upon the sound designer or the director to find time to pluck the bits out of the existing stories to kind of put in there and you know exactly and the director's gonna say uh, is this another job i mean are you gonna pay me for this and budgets are tight so it's actually quite difficult to do and i think the uh neverland one is a really good example because i think that was um too long i think it went on for 15 minutes or something i think i mocked poor gary russell horribly about it uh because i just thought this isn't a recap this is an episode you know which makes you kind of go oh god um so yeah there are no plans to do that at the moment sorry about that Dwayne I would suggest going back and re-listening to the previous one since as you say you have no memory of it you might as well listen to it again or buy a little notebook and and write down as you go along (laughs) things to remember buy a notebook 
a, a nice like yellow a dream one. book, isn't it? You know, you write you know, things in there. Who knows, quite frankly. It's all a matter of uh, whatever takes your fancy. Now, here's yes. one from Luke Bennett. Um, it's been almost a year since Space 1999 Breakaway was announced and, and released. Um, you also said that you would get more information by the end of 2019 on a sequel set. When will we get more information on a sequel set and an announcement of one from Luke Bennett? I sensed some deep irritation from Luke there, and I think it's well-founded. Sorry about that. There are various factors, one of which is the lockdown, of course. Um, but I can tell you this sneaky bit of news, which I shouldn't really tell you. We're planning, we've already recorded one, epi- one other episode of Space 1999 in lockdown a few weeks ago. Um, there are a couple of pickups to be done with cast members who couldn't be present at that time. Um, one of whom can't record remotely, so I don't know how we'll solve that quickly. Uh, and um, we're going to record the next two episodes, which will complete the second box set um, in the week of July the 6th, unless something goes terribly wrong. I just completed, I'm the script editor on it, and I just completed the fourth draft of one of them late last night, actually. Um, about half past 11 I think and um, so and I'm I'll be working on the third script which I already started work on it's uh, written by Andrew Smith and working through notes and stuff on that so yeah so hopefully in a couple of weeks time we will have recorded all of the stories so that we'll then be able to give a projection of the release date we don't like to announce things until we've got it in the can because something could go wrong someone could become ill there could be a pandemic uh there could be a cyber attack you know anything could happen all sorts of random things could happen i mean something really random happened when we released the first space 1999 we had it all perfectly planned and we decided that the major announcement would come through sfx magazine a brilliant magazine you know and it'd be great if it's announced there then people see it there and then all come to big finish that's we thought that'd be a great idea um but uh, that's jamie anderson texting me go away um and uh and then what we didn't take into account is that sfx you know being a magazine sends out subscription copies subscription copies often reach people before the on sale date and all our plans were all around the on sale date but the news started leaking out three days before so the impact of the announcement didn't i'm just giving you an example about how random real life things can just sort of mess things up in the grand scheme of things it wasn't didn't matter because you know the release went down really well and the sales were good but uh, you know when you plan like that it's a, so me telling you that we're recording of the week of the 6th of july is possibly putting a whole spanner in the works and uh, after the head of marketing the marketing team have heard this podcast i'll get a nasty whatsapp message saying you've just ruined everything <laughs> um but hopefully that won't happen so there you are luke i've given you a bit of information i hope that suffices and i am really sorry that we haven't said anything before it must be very frustrating and but i am gratified by the fact that you're interested in more coming which sort of seems to suggest you enjoyed the first one which that's great thank you uh, that's it for the emails this week did you know that? Then? Is it that's really? It? Yeah. Is uh, there more next time? Um, do you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, let's, let's do some more next time. There we go. Next time we'll have more of your wonderful emails. Time now, of course, we'll go behind the scenes with this week's release uh, in the <sighs> Avengers series. Um, it's the comic strip adaptation, Steed and Mrs. Peel, volume four. God. And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, this features director Sam Clemens, a great mate of mine, and sound designer Steve Foxon. I don't, I t- now I have to say whether people are mates of mine. I, I, you <laughs> know, I get on with Steve. It's fine. Don't see him that often. Lovely, lovely man. Always though. a pleasure. Along with Steve, Steve, Steve and Mrs. Peel themselves. They're fictional great, characters. Great I friends make, of ours. I don't to make any comments. Great friends I'm not, Great friends. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not friends with... Fi- Stop texting me. What? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> It was an old text from you telling me that you were going to the loo. Anyway, here we are. The Avengers. We always tell each other. We always tell each other. That's important. The Avengers. Hello, everyone. My name's Sam Clemens, and I'm the director of this episode. And this is... Julian Wadham, still playing Steed. Uh, Olivia Poulet, playing Mrs. Peel. Hello, my name's Steve Foxen, and I am doing the sound design for 
Steed and Mrs. Peel. I'm going to record some thoughts uh, for the first episode mainly with regards to how I approach sound design and and if there are any challenges in uh, in that particular episode, just to give you an idea of uh, how things go on behind the scenes with sound design. You have interfered for the last time, British man. I hope not. Interfering is what I'm best at. <coughs> so today, first thing I did was to use one of my uh, favourite bits of software, which is called Sound Particles. Uh, this is a piece of software where basically you can throw in sort of individual sounds, four or five, five or six individual sounds, and then get the software to create a lot more of those sounds. In this case, what I was doing was designing wailing and moaning of the long dead. So out of the studio, we get typically anything between sort of four and eight tracks of wild tracks in this case I think there's four or five and sometimes they will double that up so they'll record again so you, you can make that sort of 10 or 16 but when you're trying to create a you know a big mass sound of the wailing dead and you've only got four or five tracks then this sound particles is really good for throwing those five tracks in and saying to it I want 150 please and it makes it sound really good and it saves an awful lot of time of me having to stretch and pitch those myself and position them myself and, and what have you which could take you know a couple of hours whereas the you know sound particles will do it in in a minute where is the this really isn't possible no Sam, you are not just our director, but you're also the son of Brian Clements. So tell us something about your awareness of, of when you were a child and the show was being written around you and, and uh, your memories of that, and, and perhaps something of what it might have meant to your father. Well, um, I was born in 1980, so I was actually born after the whole of the Avengers, including the new Avengers as well, so my, my dad had already sort of gone through this enormous, you know, world of series and, and, and these incredible characters and, you know, had an entire life before having me. So I kind of, and it's very strange, if, if, if anyone ever comes to my, my uh, family home, it is literally like the set of the Avengers. There's just stuff everywhere. It's all sort of, you know, weird and wonderful. We have a couple of props and things from them. And, but they did, they, I, mean, I, I think, you know, he's very annoyed, but he could have, I think, at the time after that series, after Diana Riggs' exit as Mrs. Peel, could have taken home all of the costume. And they didn't oh. really think that, I think it would have been a, a big thing or, you know, and they just didn't didn't take them. So there were all those things there. So we've got some things, but I kind of heard a lot about it and my upbringing was we'd have lunches and things at mine or dinners and friends would come over. There'd be sort of producers and fellow writers from, from the series and also quite a few stunt people, famously sort of Ray, Ray Austin, uh, who directed a lot of them as well, but started as a stuntman. And just their stories on it were just mad and the things they would do and throw themselves off buildings into boxes and, you know. So we had some weird and wonderful stories of just what, what you know, went on backstage and... Um... Do you think they had as much fun, the actors, as... I mean, because it just feels like such a romp to be a part of. Do you think it was like that, making the originals? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think Patrick particularly had a wonderful time <laughs> and loved being Steve for such a long time and uh, and and I think he obviously was he had lots of trepidation moving from the different companions throughout each one but you know built a, a different relationship with each one and and had an amazing time I think they had so much fun I mean my dad used to say he's never laughed more in his entire life than when he was making the Avengers and it was sort of a pleasure to do he sort of said it was the best period of his life I think and if you go to bigfinish.com and type Avengers into the search pane, you'll find yourself a whole world of beautifully crafted adventures of the Avengers in all its classic incarnations. Talking of the Avengers, of course, yes. very soon we'll be drama teasing you with the first 15 minutes of oh, their latest yeah. box set. Absolutely free, of course. <clears throat> uh, but first, what is it time for, Nick? Well, okay. It's time to give you a 25% off a randomly selected release. It's time for the random <laughs> selection. Spit it out, man. Sp spit it out, man. Spit it out. Flake it.
Well, as always, uh, it's gone straight to the random word generator first. Um, <laughs> what have we got? Glow. Um, which is oh. a nice, that's a nice random word. Uh, the random yeah, there's word a series on the BBC at the moment about people painting their faces called Glow. And there's also a series on Netflix about female wrestling company Glow called Glow on Netflix, which is fantastic. Um, well, glow and watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dad um, joke. I'm a dad. It's allowed. Well, the... Uh, the ran is in and it's, it's a cracker actually it's um the key to time um the judgment of iskar the key to time with the new the, yeah. the key to time um that was okay old fan film that they just kept saying the key to time the key to time the key to time um yes anyway it's very niche the skull of the market to start <laughs> Skull of the Marquis de Sade. Here's the trailer of uh, The Cure de Time, Judgment of Iskar. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. The Key to Time. The Judgment of Iskar. The Key to Time is a perfect cube which maintains the equilibrium of time itself. When its six crystal segments are assembled, it can stop and start the universe. It can rewrite matter and change the states of quanta. It can restore balance. We're right on top of the earthquakes! You need to fly into the gravity well. If you don't, it will tear us apart. You are my prisoners. You will not destroy Mars. Your doctor? Mm, he's screaming. Stop it! I'm not going to stop it. Warriors, forward! It's all unraveling. Doctor, the Ice Warriors are pushing forward. They just got bigger guns. If one of you opens fire, I will snap the Doctor's neck. Here, in this crystal, it's holding a, a black hole at bay. I can feel it pressing against the sides. Such a lot of power. And mine now. You should have told me. I I didn't think you'd want to know. That the key to time is collapsing and with it the whole of the universe? That it's your fault? Yes, I remember this. Fantastic. I don't know which anecdote to tell you about it. Can't think of any. It had the um, the great the graceless girls in it, didn't it? That's it where did, they yes. were introduced. Absolutely. Uh, was it by Simon Guerrier? It was. Yes, correct. I'm correct. just guessing. I'm not correct. looking at the page. I've got too many windows opening uh, open. I'm not opening another one on my computer. I'm I'm done with computer technology. I've, I've had it. I've had it. I believe it. So yeah, it was Peter Davison, of course, uh, and I think John Ainsworth was script editing. Was he? Or producing? Um, what was he doing? Correct. Script editor. Um, yes, that's right. Because we used to do that three stories at the beginning of the year that Alan Barnes, the script editor, didn't work on because you'd be catching up with work, other work. Um, so, uh, great stuff. Yeah, we're giving you uh, 25% off. What we're, doing, what we're doing, like, is giving you 25% off. <laughs> and what you do, you see, uh, this is my idea. You go, you go to bigfinish.com. And uh, it's a great idea. It's going to be great. And uh, you you go to the podcast section. You click on that, and you find the latest podcast. And it says the randomoid selectron features. Click here. You click there, and you enter a code. That's the idea we've come up with. A code. It's quite cold. What, you yeah, wear on your, you, you, in the rain. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, and inside the cult is a code, uh, which uh, you know. Uh, I think this will be a great hit. It's book up. B U C K U P, and you just put that in. No spaces, no no complications. No spaces, no. all capitals. In nice, fact, nice. that was my idea. Yeah, because uh, uh, I'm the creative director. And so, Very creative job. That. <laughs> yeah, that was the sum total of my creativity on this. Uh, so you know, you just uh, put it um, put it in, and then you get your twenty five percent discount. Uh, yeah, sure. and who knows, there might be some surprise other other releases there. This has been my generalised northern accent, a slight tour of Lancashire and Yorkshire. Uh, From the back of like. a bus. <laughs> the back of a buzz, if I just nip down to the Midlands and say buzz. buzz. Right, that's the one bit of a Midlands accent I picked up when I lived in Burton-on-Trent for a year as what, a kid. Buzz? Yeah, I'd, I kept up my Hampshire accent, my Uwar Hampshire accent that I had then as a kid, uh, but I said buzz. <laughs> Buzz, buzz. I always find it really funny. I got knocked out of me when uh, I went to the Isle of Wight. Yeah, I find it funny with accents how people dip in and out of them. It's like it's really funny. It's like um, 
my dad's got like a southern accent like me and um but whenever he talks to anybody from london um he immediately sort of goes back into his because he's from sort of that sort of way so immediately starts talking like this again it's really amusing he's on the yes. phone like he's like that and then he says all right then mate yep all right see you later then all right bye that was so and so and he's like god's sake I used to get uh, told off when I was at uh, Visual Imagination. I used to do Starburst years ago because they used to say that I used to, because my, my main job there was answering the phone in the days when answering the phone was a job um, because people phoned a lot. They don't so much now, do they? Um, and they said, you know, you, you change your voice depending on who you're speaking to. Isn't that funny? Uh, which I was completely unaware of, and they seemed to think that it was evidence of some appalling deceit on my part. You know, But then I used it to my advantage. I also found, and I have bored people with this story before, I also found that if you just introduce the idea that someone else is speaking, you needn't change your voice at all, because no one will challenge you on it. So I would, we, would we would pretend we had lots of other departments, and I used to have to deal with the display advertising, booking adverts for the magazine. So I'd say, good morning, uh, visual imagination, can I help you? And they say, yes, uh, display ads, please. I said, just one moment. Hello, display ads here. They go, oh, yes, hello. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they wouldn't say, weren't you the bloke who was talking just now? Because, of course, you wouldn't say that to people. I would just, I would, sometimes I would put on a different voice, but mainly I would just speak in exactly the same voice. And the just people in the office would look at me characters. like, yeah, <laughs> mostly all just sounding like me. Anyway. No, that was John. Who are you? <laughs> Brian. Oh, yes. I'm Your different, brothers? can't you tell? Can't you tell? I come from a completely different place. I come from a completely different chair in the office. Yeah, that's yeah, well, it, isn't we it? Yeah, yeah, Rand's, we're done. Rand's done the job, so I suppose it's time for us to say goodbye, so we might as well do it in the style of uh, Steed and Mrs Peel, Nick, if you would be How so bold. How do you do that? I don't quite know. I mean, it's sort of... <laughs> Mrs Peel, we're needed. <laughs> yes, I, sp I suppose it is. Uh, Mrs Peel, we're off. <laughs> Get your coat. <laughs> And while we're away, why not treat yourself to The Avengers Comic Strip Adaptations Volume 4 Listen Here by Robert Kahn and Tom Selinsky. is approaching. That pathetic little boat may not make it in this weather. I do not understand. An hour ago it was calm and clear. The man on the television said... Why would you put your trust in amateur British meteorologists? They couldn't tell a thunderstorm from a light breeze. Get the submersible ready. We shall intercept. Control! Control! I am losing the vessel! What's happening? Let me see. I can't see the boat anymore. Why are you still here, Kroger? I thought I told you to prepare the submersible. How many times do I have to tell you, Kroger? I will not launch in this weather. Wait. What weather? Where is the wind? Yes. Weather is the weather. It has gone. Oh, Steed, I do so love England in the spring. Yes, 
quite the loveliest time for a drive in the country, isn't it, Mrs. Peel? Naturally. That is all this is, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yes, it is. Really? And is that a promise? Ah, well, I never make promises I can't keep. I thought as much. Steed, where are we going? It's a surprise. I don't like surprises. I like to be forewarned and forearmed. And ideally have formulated a detailed plan of attack. On the contrary, Mrs. Peel. I've always admired your ability to adapt and improvise. It's important that field agents are flexible. You never know what the enemy is planning. Or one's allies, it seems. I'm sure you'll be very happy to know we're almost there. Where? The Weymouth Marina. Home to fisher folk, pleasure yachts, and the magnificent Doris Preston Fawcett. Doris who? My great-uncle Horace's pride and joy. Isn't she a thing of beauty? Doris Preston Fawcett is a boat. A yacht? Which my dear Uncle Horace has given us use of for the entire weekend. He truly is a great uncle. Uh, Charlie! What aren't you telling me, Steed? Welcome aboard, Mr. Steed. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, were you able to procure those extra items I asked you for? Think so, Mr. Steed. Some of them were tough, though. I had to trade in a few favours. Extra items? Oh, just a few light morsels to keep us nourished on our journey, Mrs. Peel. Nothing extravagant. Deviled eggs, a little beluga caviar, cucumber sandwiches, capercaillies in brandy sauce. I don't know what you're up to, Steed, but you know I can never resist a cucumber sandwich. So few people can. Let me know where we're headed, Mr. Steed, and I'll start the engine. Of course, Charlie. Uh, you did remember the long-stem champagne flutes, didn't you? Oh. I knew I'd forget something. Wait here. I'll be back in a tick. Sorry about this, Charlie. Steed? Just a minor piece of piracy. Actually, Charlie, I think I've got it from here. Hey, where are you going? We'll be back soon. Tell Uncle Horace there was nothing you could do. It's all my fault. Come back here. I must admit, this isn't quite as relaxing as I anticipated. Steed, what's going on? Do you trust me, Mrs. Peel? Of course. But if you're lying about those cucumber sandwiches, I will never forgive you. There is no sign of the wreckage, Mother. I told you to not call me Mother when we are in the field. Of course, I, I forget. There is no sign of the wreckage, M Mrs. Hendrick. It must be entirely underwater. Ah, you were too slow. Instead of a British agent in our custody and a machine which could alter the balance of power forever, we now have just Wet clothes and empty hands. So, we launched the submersible? After that storm? What if what happened to that boat happens to us? I take the boat out. I take two men and we dive. We find the other boat. Under the water, the wind and rain can't hurt us. Stay here. I will find the British agent and I will find the machine for you. Oh, Kroger. Oh, Johan, you are a good boy, aren't you? It's me. Prepare to launch. Well, this is all very pleasant, I must say. The sun shining, the open water. Hmm, the cucumber sandwiches, the champagne. The 55, which knocks the 54 into a cocked spittoon. Well, not forgetting the close companion and colleague who isn't telling me anything. I'm sorry, Mrs. Peel, but some things can't be discussed in mixed company. Really? And where can they be discussed, Steed? Two miles off the Dorset coast ought to do it. We've come all this way for a private briefing. Uh, not exactly. What then? Last night, we lost one of our agents in this vicinity. Agent ZPX was returning from a secret mission in Algiers. Off course and lost when a freak weather event destroyed agent, boat, and cargo. Cargo? A prototype which we commissioned from a brilliant inventor. 
If we commissioned it, why send an agent to collect it? We weren't certain of the inventor's true loyalties. Or the agent's. Precisely. So this had to look like an innocent day trip. So, what do we do now? Find the device and get it home safely. Or, at the very least, make sure the other side don't get it. It's that important? It could alter the balance of power irrevocably. I see. And how are we supposed to pinpoint this maelstrom of maritime malevolence? Well, I thought I'd begin by, well, looking around. The sophistication of the professional agent never ceases to amaze me. Is your telescope a prototype from a brilliant inventor, too? Not this time. I bought it from Harbottles down on the quay. Aha! Uh -huh. I spy strangers. Or rather, more likely, foreign agents. After the prototype? I'm sure of it. That looks like a small submersible setting off from the base of that lighthouse. A small submersible? That's right. So, we can assume they'll be coming back to the lighthouse once they've found what they're looking for. Mrs. Peel? Set course. Is the underwater boat ready? Do you have scuba gear? Everything is ready, sir. We can talk through the radios built into the helmets. Koga, we have company. Company? Another vessel approaching. You've been spotted. Dive. Dive! What are you staring at? Launch this up! Dive! <laughs> Can't this thing go any faster, Steed? I've been on quicker canal boats. The element of surprise, Mrs. Peel. The other side will have sent their best people. We can trust them to mount a speedy and efficient recovery mission. Meanwhile, we can open a friendly dialogue with whoever they've left behind. The sort of friendly dialogue which would leave them physically unable to call for help. Exactly. Then, when that submersible returns, we can relieve its occupants of their cargo and, hey presto, we get our illicit device back from under the ocean and we don't even have to get our boots wet. Steve? And the beauty of it is, the two sides are working together to achieve a common goal, but they don't even know it. Steed? Are there any cucumber sandwiches left? Steed? Yes, Mrs. Beale? I think there's a storm coming. Nonsense. I listened to the shipping forecast only this morning. All is become. What did you say happened to our agent's boat, Steed? Uh, a freak weather event, but... but like a sudden storm whipping up out of nowhere? Two freak weather events? It hardly seems likely, does it? Keep us steady, Mrs. Peel! I'm trying! She's cold, Steed! We're taking on water at a rate of knots! This is a rather unprepossessing mode of transport. Oh, I don't know. As rubber dinghies go, it has a certain life-saving charm. And the advantage of being immediately available when that tornado was turning Doris Preston Fawcett into soggy kindling, poor girl. Oh, yes. What will you say to Uncle Horace? I think it will prove to be a very valuable lesson to him. Don't lend vastly expensive boats to mysterious nephews who turn up asking for favours. Sanguine fellow, is he? Or bellicose. Maybe I can arrange for someone at the Ministry to pay him off. It's the picnic I mourn most strongly. Ah, I do have some extra supplies. Really? Now, what do we have in the emergency lunchbox? Sandwiches? Cucumber? Fish paste. Ah, well, champagne? A 54. Of course. Maybe we should head back to port. Well, we'd be lucky to beat that submersible back to the lighthouse in this thing. Maybe we should go in a different direction. 
If this is the exact spot that's prone to freak weather events... Then maybe this device is right here, where we're floating. Just a few hundred feet straight down. Precisely. And look what I've found under the seat. Scuba gear. With matching headsets. Well, this day out's certainly taken a bit of a dive. Fancy a little dip? Hmm. The 54 may have to wait. Faster, you imbecile! Mrs. Hendricks, she has been in a horrible mood. We must find the device. Sir, over there. I can see a boat. Pathetically tiny. That's the one. Take it apart, we have to find it. Yes, sir. to Hendrik. Mission successful. We have the device. Wonderful. And our unwelcome guests? The British agents have been disposed of. At last we are free and clear. Get back here and pick me up. Then we can get out of this terrible country. Kroger? Yes, Mrs. Hendrik. I'm very pleased with you. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you fancy it, subscribe. I won't, I won't forget that. Well, you better not.